0: can I give the tongue and you interpret <laughs> put you on the spot here <laughs> the Lord told me to call you up the Holy Spirit moving moving me. praise Jesus Father we thank you we bless you we enter in through praise and thanksgiving and worship thank you for a fresh anointing Fresh tongue, fresh infilling, fresh baptism. Holy Spirit, you're honored here. We reverence you. Feel free to move in our midst. You
1: um, we were talking about being holy and worshiping, and the Holy Spirit began to unfold in front of me all of these like nursery gardens, um, like Roger's Gardens and Green Thumb, and these retail stores that have these outdoor gardens. And as you were singing and worshiping, the Holy Spirit began to show me these, like these little starter containers of a plant, these little itty, like two-inch ones. Yeah. And then there would be like a four-inch one and a six-inch, and then there'd be like a one-gallon, and then a two-gallon and a four-gallon and a five-gallon. And there were multiple colors of flowers and plants. And then I would see these really big pots with trees and big plants. And the Holy Spirit said, each one of those represent believers with their relationship and their worship to him. And he said, "Many." In our midst, many of the church have stayed in those little starter containers of relationship, and they don't know how to worship. And there are some with the the bigger container and bigger. And God is beginning to call us as a remnant church to higher worship, to deeper relationship. And God is nudging every one of us to come out of those containers. Whether we're the tree, or the plant, or the flower, He wants us in soil so that our relationship, our worship, can increase and deepen because we're going to need that for what is ahead. And worship can be very simple. God can anoint anyone at any time, and I'm absolutely going out of my comfort zone again. It's, it's worship.
0: Do it. That okay. might fun too. <laughs> That's what we want. <laughs> there
1: are
0: Step on out. Two
1: songs. I um, got sick.
0: This is
1: not my thing. Um, the first song takes us into relationship with him the second song is the relationship he desires (laughs) Relationship that he desires. He's imploring us to go deeper. Simple, simple worship opens heaven.
0: Amen. Thank you for that. So good. This is the Lord's impressing uh, unity upon me big time right now. So it's important to stay plugged in to where you're supposed to be and let the Holy Spirit minister freely through thee. And he can only minister through pure vessels. He's a Holy Spirit. So thank you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you here. We call us pure. We call us cleansed with the word of the living God. And we call us free and free indeed. For he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we bless you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for dwelling in our midst. Thank you for using us as clean, pure vessels. Bless you, Father, for cleanliness, for holiness, for purity. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 All right. You may be seated. We love you guys. If you like to turn around tell someone you love them, greet them, give them a big hug. Say, God lives in you. <laughs> God lives in me and it's good to be free. Good morning, Amen, good morning online, thank you for tuning in. Thank you Arthur, and thank you Cher. thank you Clarissa. You know, I have wanted to get backup singers up here for a while, so if you have a voice and want to use it, volunteer, please, Deetra, come on, <laughs> Steve. We got some good voices in the house, so we want you to use your gifts. And whatever that takes, you know, if I need to set the sign uh, per week to rehearse, whatever you guys, So you can meet, you know, and I can watch the kids and relieve Clarissa. (laughs) Help her out, amen. I'm willing to do that, amen. I will sow that time into you and into her. Praise God. If we need a rehearsal once a week, that'll help. And, you know, the the praisers and the worshipers went ahead of the army for the victory. So the, the victory's in your praise, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good. Isn't it good to laugh, Steve? God is a laughing father. Amen. Doesn't he take such good care of us? What a good, good father. Amen. You know, people who grow up without a dad, and that's where the enemy strikes hardest, is fathers. Uh, The enemy skews that pretty quick in their view of what a father should be. Uh, Praise God, I grew up under a good dad, and now I have good fathers, plural amen forever <laughs> and um, I had many pastors and fathers growing up in the church as well that represented a good father as well and the Lord just moved me the Lord wanted me to talk on that today just where I've been where I came from In case you're tuning in for the first time online and have no idea who I am but um, I was raised in a Christian home I went to what was a Nazareth preschool in Long Beach and I uh, got my first concussion there I've had three total <laughs> and god's so good went through a windshield one day you know in Cat's car and I, you know i'm still here at three after three concussions and going through a windshield and i, I think i think pretty good amen i'm pretty sure i have the mind of christ <laughs> this word will renew anyone amen <laughs> but um i grew up in a christian home and um, i just knew i was saved my first encounter with the holy spirit was at the tropicana in las vegas <laughs> I was five years old and uh, my parents had booked a room there for a family vacation. It's very fam- There are a lot of family things to do in Las Vegas. We've taken the kids there many times. Don't judge. Come on. <laughs> There's a little mall where you can ride dinosaurs. It's a blast. You just stay away from the sin side and, you know, for the pure. All things are pure. Praise God forever. <laughs> we'll talk on that later. That's a deep subject. <laughs> But uh, they booked a, a room, it was a basic room, and we went up to the counter to check in. And the gal on the counter said, I, He pointed, she pointed at me and she said, I like your face. <laughs> and she gave us a suite, they upgraded us to a free suite. And at the Lord awoke me that night. You know, now I say that's the favor of God. But it was on me at age five, you know. It's just like it's on you, the fa- your favorite. You're highly blessed and favored. And we got up to the suite and the Lord awoke me around midnight, I was the only one that and you know the mini-fridges? They're only in the suites, the mini-fridges that are stocked. You know, there's fridges in other rooms, but they ain't stocked. And these were stocked, you know? Where you paid ten bucks for a soda, those ones. <laughs> and so I reached in that mini-fridge and I grabbed a grape soda, you know? I think something inside of me said, You deserve it! <laughs> I'm five years old here! I grab a grape soda, and uh, we're at the top floor, overlooking the strip, and I opened up the drapes at midnight, watched all the lights, by myself! Drinking a grape soda and I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit right there next to me Go figure when we started this ministry and business for the private chef business. We have as well in 2015 The first client God sent me was from Las Vegas a billionaire And he brought it all the way back around And I said that's when my walk with the Holy Ghost began was age five And then um, we grew up in Saddleback under Rick Warren when they were just 12 members in the Tribuco High School's gym where I ended up graduating. Don't know how I graduated, but favor got me through. I didn't want to be there. All my teachers told me, mom can account all throughout the years. So, you know, if he'd applied himself, he'd be the best student we have. You'd get straight A's if he applied himself, but I didn't want to. I'm like, why do I need to no know trigonometry? I just need basic math, 7th grade level, I'm good. You know? <laughs> all these stuff that they teach you in school, you really don't need. You just need 7th grade level, that's what they say, to thrive in life. You know what I mean? Most billionaires, most wealthy people never went to college. Go ask it. Praise God forever. So I didn't really find, I was a smart kid. I didn't really find a reason to be there except for social aspects, you know, and having fun and playing sports. I like to play sports. But I grew up under Rick Warren, and I, I got trained there, and that church just exploded from 12 people. We marched to the new campus where we live across the street from right now. Pray for that church often. We live right there. You can't help it these two served at saddleback my parents served at saddleback some of the first tithers in the church would you tell me that when he started 62 employees now they're at 400 yeah or more now but um, i served there in the children's department so i grew up with leadership and then he wrote that purpose-driven life book it was the new york times bestseller five years and that book changed my life when it came out i read that and i had left god through high school and came back because of that book and got re-baptized in water again at Saddleback, at the age of 21, and started serving in the children's department, where I've told that story. More juice here! That little guy. What's going on with this guy? I think it's having the speaker uh, behind me. I'll stay back here for now. I don't like that noise. It sounds like the the teacher's nails on the chalkboard. <laughs> Remember when you can have your nails long and just rip kids' flesh off if they misbehave? Anyway. Amen. Anyway. Bring spank spank sticks back in school, Lord. Bring them quick now, in Jesus' name. Since these kids in public schools obviously don't have parents. And um, they're wondering what gender they are. (laughs) My kids ain't going to wonder that, amen? (laughs) They know. Remember Remember common sense? It doesn't seem so common anymore. What gender are you? That's just common sense, amen? Just look down. Praise God forever. Common sense is not so common anymore. But I grew up there, got rebaptized at 21, and then the enemy hit me with a physical infirmity for a year and a half. And I suffered a year and a half with a chronic illness. Some people mentioned it, a specialist. I went to three, mentioned it as anemia, malabsorption syndrome, uh, mild grain Crohn's disease. But my body weight went down to 150 pounds. For a year and a half, I had 10% energy. And I didn't know healing was in the Bible. I wasn't taught that. Their Southern Baptist over there at Saddleback, Rick Warren was. And um, I didn't, I didn't hear it preached on healing. Amen. And I found out for myself, there's a lot on healing. Old and New Testament. And so I was scoured my Bible on healing and wrote out all the healing verses that exist in the Bible. And read those daily. And during that time, um, I was golfing with dad. I always took him out on Father's Day to go golf. And, you know, my grandma's had cooked, mom had cooked, her mom cooked. And it was just in my blood to cook. And um, I went and watched that movie, Ratatouille, (laughs) in the theater, the cartoon movie. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me. Can I back up? I forgot this crucial one. At age 12, I went to a Promise Keepers convention at USC Coliseum and stayed in the LA Athletic Club downtown at age 12. That was my second encounter with the Holy Spirit in that hotel room. And Holy Ghost likes hotel rooms, apparently, (laughs) by myself. My dad and his brothers, it's all—it's a men's conference if you don't know Promise Keepers. What a powerful organization. Hearing men's men sing throughout USC Coliseum Pact marked my life forever. I always thought I'd have a men's ministry because of that. They ingrained that in me. But my dad and his, my uncle and, and the family went off to dinner, and I stayed in the hotel room, and I got one of those Promise Keepers tapes. Remember tapes? Tapes. <laughs> With music on them, those Tapes. And I played that in the hotel room, that worship. All men praising God in one accord. And the Holy Ghost showed up next to me and I felt his presence again. And that's when I felt called into the ministry at age 12. He seared that in me. Then the same Coliseum before Billy Graham passed away, we all went up as a family and sang in the choir. One of his last crusades he gave at USC Coliseum. Again at USC Coliseum twice and that marked me just singing in one accord we're tying it into worship here one voice one accord holy vessels praising god is a powerful powerful weapon and tool and like Cher said it's just so easy to enter in when you're in covenant and you're in relationship he will never leave you or forsake you you just know he loves you and you love him it's it's a relationship not a religion and it's so easy to enter in that way knowing that he lives inside of you and you live inside of him (laughs) here right now the holy ghost amen and during that time of suffering from infirmity i went to a christian doctor got plugged in as i was serving in saddleback a woman came to me and gave me brother hagen's book healing medicine healing scriptures I have gifts in the back, and it didn't come in time, but that book's supposed to be in there, so I'll give you those when they come for Valentine's. But we do have gifts in the back, two little books. That book changed my life, too. I found out healing was for me in my covenant. Christian doctor laid hands on me, baptized me in the Holy Ghost. That was about 2005, when the Lord again confirmed calling me into the ministry. Left the children's department, and then I looked up because of Brother Hagen. after I read, I would say, 70 of his books. Just devouring them. I told Beth and Mike Webb at Ramah, you know, at Foothill Family, I said, you know, I'm looking to go to Bible college. (laughs) I always wanted to go, but pastors always continue to tell me, you'll learn more just being in the church and serving. And so I did. Pastor Rick told me that too. He said, I'm looking to go to Bible college, Calvary Chapel in Israel. (laughs) And I, I even went to look at California Baptist University, where he graduated from, Pastor Rick. And then I went to Wheaton, Illinois, and checked out Billy Graham's university to try to attend there and the Augur pastor ahead said don't go just stay and serve you'll learn more being in church and just serving in church and i believe i did i stayed under that leadership amen always had a pastor so after i read that book got my healing my weight went back up to 220 pounds i was strong man i was running eight miles a day which i could not do here in the valley and then when i moved back home i found out oh well, that's why i could do it it's flat out there <laughs> And there's a lot of hills here. I, could not, I couldn't even finish Lake Mission Viejo when I moved back because of the hills. I was like, I never knew I grew up with so many hills. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. This, this is a valley. <laughs> Go figure, Salabek Valley. But after I got my healing, I looked at the back of the book, and I, I looked up rhema.org. And then I started attending Brother um, Robert Cather's church. He goes by Apostle Robert Cather's at the gathering place in Simi Valley. And I would drive from my parents' house in Orange County on Sunday morning to go to church in Simi Valley. An hour and a half every Sunday morning. Roads were wide open. I didn't know I could drive that fast. <laughs> could I have gone 120 in Toyota Tundra? I wonder. <laughs> uh, I pushed it. And uh, I'd go to church there and I sat under an apostle and got under him. And that's when he introduced me to King Clement, Prophet King Clement, and sat under his meetings. And that spirit of prophecy, his basis prophesied over me that the same spirit of Elijah is coming upon you. And I said, my name's Elijah. He didn't know that. And I've gotten that confirmed. I, my sister went to Bible school, Bible college, Christian college out in Seattle, Washington for a while. And I went to pick her up when she had graduated, took a road trip up there. We pull into a 76 gas station. And here's my first encounter with an angel. We pull into a 76 gas station. And a servant comes out. You know, the full service gas stations where they pump your gas. He comes out with glasses on. I, you remember the vision I told you of Peter I had last week? With He had glasses on in that vision. I My flesh melted in his presence. But it always um, portrayed to me a sign of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. People who wear glasses study, I just figured, as a kid. So here comes the servant at 76. He works there with glasses on. And he's washing. I see this. I'm noticing this man. You know, you notice the burning bush, right? He noticed it. You notice things in the Holy Ghost. You notice individuals. Something is different about him. Something's going on here. You know, have you ever taken notice of something? Amen. And I noticed him, and he was cleaning everyone's car with excellence. Windows pumping all the gas by himself. And there was probably seven cars there, including ours, a Honda Civic. And he gets to our car, and he says, You have the spirit of Elisha upon you. A double portions on you and I can't tell you how many ministers have spoken that to me when I introduced myself double portion and say praise God amen I didn't ask for it is this what my parents named me amen it matters what you name your kids praise God it matters what you call yourself and who what call it others call you but he was washing a cars, and then he puts points to Mary my sister's name's Mary. And, she, and he says, you have the spirit of Miriam on you. You shall sing and dance. He said, her name's Mary. I'm Elijah. Nailed it. And then it just, it was kind of like a blur, you know. It's just one of those things that happen so fast, you don't really know what hit you. Until a little after, like immediately they were at the other side. I'm sure the disciples were like, how did we get here? What just happened? Jesus translated us to the other side instantly. And so uh, we talked about it driving away. I looked back and he was nowhere to be found. Disappeared, the, the man. I said, down the road. We looked, we and Mary looked at each other. Like we just came back to reality. What just happened? We were both, that was an angel. My first encounter with an angel. But the supernatural is more real than the natural. Worship is your place to live in. It's just natural to you now. It's just who you are. You're in covenant relationship with him and the gates and windows of heaven are open to you freely. Jesus rent them Tore them in two, but I sat under that apostle and then I got on the Lord told us in 2013 to sit under Pastor Mike Webb, and so I obeyed and listened in 2013 the mo I didn't go there with nothing I knew I was called into the ministry I was on the prayer team at Saddleback. Every church I went to, I volunteered for the prayer team first because I knew you can't have a ministry without prayer, and the Lord trained me in prayer. And then so I volunteered there. I, I joined the prayer team, then I joined the prison ministry, was helping out in the men's ministry there, then becoming an usher at Foothill Family Ministry of Health, and just kept serving because the Lord sent me there. And so I started praying for my pastor from day one, 2013. I served there for eight years. Till we started Sunday service here this year. So when Pastor Art asked last week, how many years have you been pastoring here? Technically on Sundays, just one. But we've been here seven years because we were pastoring for seven years on Saturday. Only missed two Saturdays. Amen forever. Kept going through COVID. When the devil tried shutting down the churches through leaders and pastors, we just kept going. How do you stop preaching? How do you stop living how do you stop being a Christian? You know? China's filled with underground Christians amidst communism. They don't stop living. You don't shut down your life, you know, for a a flu bug. <laughs> That's what it is. It's an engineered flu for Wuhan. It was man made and developed, but it's really just a cold. It's a flu bug. Yeah man made it that's just the flu and i have authority over the flu amen i'm alive i didn't die you're alive i was supposed to target you know people over 60 and under 12 no they're more alive than the people in the middle actually i don't know all the stats because i don't listen to the news but you know i just found out today because samuel turned on the tv at 5 a.m that there's a super bowl today i didn't know that I got delivered from sports, amen? I have a family. I like sports. I enjoy athletes. Don't get me wrong. And I used to be an avid golfer, and I was pretty good at it. I wanted to be pro at one time. And I played football as well, and I played basketball. Loved basketball. I played soccer for 12 years now, Sophie does. Uh, I like sports, and I enjoy athleticism, but I'm not consumed by that. You only live once. You're only here for 120 years max you really want to waste a year of your life watching TV every day? It adds up. Watching someone else live their dreams. That's what you're doing when you're watching TV. Or entertainment. You're watching someone else live their dreams while you sit there and pay them. That's what you're doing. So I I woke up to that quick. And my dad never liked to watch sports. He would always participate and do them. Sophie asked me last night, have you ever been in any accidents? I said, well, I had three concussions. I went over them. My head went through a windshield (laughs) as a young kid. And um, yeah, and he said, she said, what about Papa Russ? And I said, oh, yeah, (laughs) he's had his share. He's a walking, talking epistle. He's a testimony. My, my, my. He said, what, she said, what about on a bicycle? And I said, yeah, there was one time I was racing in Rancho Santa Margarita as a kid, and his front wheel came off. I had jumped downstairs and looked back, (laughs) ditched dad. His front wheel came off, dislocated his shoulder, (laughs) walks over to our next door neighbor who was a cop, whose last name was cop, I always thought that was awesome. Paul Cop was his name, and he was a cop. I was like, oh thank you, you were made for this. And he's a big Hawaiian guy, (laughs) he was awesome. (laughs) And I see dad, I look back from the house, and there's there's the Hawaiian guy wrapped around dad with his arms, and he goes, and pops his shoulder back in the socket. (laughs) That's why when I had surgery on mine, it don't bother me. I saw that at the age of 12. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) But praise God, amen. It's just a heritage, you know, where the Lord takes you and who he puts you under for a reason to glean from for a season. And then, you know, Pastor Carlos told me when he was here, he pastors up in Montebello. uh, He gave me a piece of pastoral uh, counsel. He said, love him while you got him. That's all you're really called to do. Just love them while you're here. We've had many people pass through in the last eight years. And you just love on them while you got them here. Pour into them while you can't. Amen. Because people are going places. People are moving. As much as God likes to have people planted and firm, I know God moves people too. We have people watching all over the the world. Internationally. Amen. Missionaries come and go. But don't leave your, your support. Never leave. Stay connected. Amen. It's financially keep tithing stay stay planted where you're supposed to be. That's the key And I was worshiping in the back with you, and you're also faithful. You're faithful And that's hard to find faithful people Who are planted and who will stand with you who believe in you? You know, they had to believe Jesus. They had to receive Jesus before they received the father They'll have to receive you first and you have to receive me first you have to believe in me to receive from me, amen. And a person on the street will have to believe in you to receive from you. So you have to work up, you have to give them credibility and integrity and in what you got. You have to meet them on their level and build up a relationship. Clarissa's has always told me, you're very good at that with strangers. You're like instantly best friends. You make friends very easily. And so does Lily, passed on to Lily, amen. But, um, you know, how many of you, we're not going to, how many of you led someone to the Lord this week? Raise a hand. Okay. How many of you, you smiled at a stranger this week? So you let your light shine. How many of you smiled at them until they smiled back? <laughs> you went the extra mile. See, so you let your light shine and now your light rubbed off on somebody else. How many of you helped someone this week in any capacity of any way? See, so you're all set once. The world doesn't do what you did this week. You see how precious and important you are? You're not here on accident. You're here on purpose. You're a light on a hill that can't be hidden. You're a blessing going somewhere to happen. I love giving money to people. It opens them right up for me. For God. For Jesus who lives inside of me. It's just a clean passage. You know how many people are struggling that you don't even know on the streets? With inflation and gas prices and all that? How are you making it working at a gas station or a Trader Joe's? And I can't, you just by looking at them you want to know, but it takes the Holy Ghost to meet them where they're at. Here, let me buy your lunch. And they just start crying. lights them right up, amen. But you're a prosperity agent, y'all. You'll never be without seed. Whether it's a smile, a hug, a laugh, service, money, the word, You'll always have something in you to give. And when you live in that lifestyle, your eyes just are fixed on Jesus because he's your source. And they get off of yourself and you just realize, hey, as I'm meeting the needs of others, I got nothing to worry about. (laughs) All my needs are just taking me over. They're chasing me down. And so many times the devil gets us fretful and worried about ourselves. How selfish is that? Where if we were just living to give and ministering just like Jesus, he always had a constant supply. He never lacked a day in his life, in his ministry, or in his personal life. Every need was met because he was meeting the needs of others. And if we live like that, it's a blessed life to live like that. Where we just go serve. We had a dinner party last night for 150 people. Me, Clarissa, and our helper, Karen Fortune. Hi Karen, we love you and enjoy us three served 150 people made the food from start to cover and served them i got home at 10 p.m and i went in and she wasn't even there just me and karen serving but she helped with all the desserts and everything and my license plate says hired to serve i got a new mercedes for the business i traded in mine that doesn't come from any ministry money that's all business paid for amen my license plate on there says chef eli private chef services hired to serve that's our motto cuz we're going somewhere to serve. And if I get in a rush, you know, I'm making food fast, I make sure by the time I deliver it or feed the people, I slow myself down to the point where I say, "I bless this food in Jesus name. It will bring health and nourishment and deliverance to the people who eat it." And they're going to get saved just by eating my food. Cuz whatever I touch prospers. You got to have confidence in yourself that whatever you touch will prosper. When you lay hands on a sick, they you know they're going to recover. They're going to be healed. For whatever you touch does prosper. Amen. Forever. So just keep laying your hands on the plow. Keep laying your hands on the chair. Keep speaking words of life to them. And it'll rub off on them. Amen. Let's all pray in the Holy Ghost right now together. Father, I thank you for the spirit of unity. One spirit, one baptism, one Lord, one Father of us all one word thank you lord one church in which the gates of hell shall not prevail against it we pray for every church all those in authority first of all making intercession for them for all those in authority in any position of leadership in jesus name that you bless them and you bind the church together this year like never before the year of the church the year of the open door i give you praises father We bless every church in Orange County and all the leadership therein. We pray for pastors and leaders. We bless them and cover them in the faith and in the Holy Ghost. And Lord, let us not, let our lips not rise up against any, but rather edify and encourage and bless. Even those who curse us, let us not come against them but help them. We're saints on the earth and we touch not your anointed. We bless their churches, Lord, bring many in. I got good news, a good report for you today. 2023 marks a monument in history. There are more Christians in church, 51% are attending church every Sunday right now. Higher than any time in history this year has more church attendance Than any year in history. 51% of Christians. The highest yet. Are attending church every Sunday. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord bring them here. Bring in the lost. Amen. If they have good churches. You know stay. Keep them there. Keep them planted. Amen. I love planting people. And hooking people up with ministers. Wherever they're at. You need to go to this church. Get under this pastor. You live here. You live there. Connect with them. They're the ministry for you. I told, uh, um, what do you call a colonoscopy doctor? Gastroenterologist? Yes. I told him in Foothill <laughs> the other day. Um, you know, we're, we're partners, I partnered before with Bill Winston Ministries out in Chicago. You should look him up, you'll receive from him. I left him with that. I knew there was a divine connection there. So there's always someone for you. There's always somebody for somebody and you have to partner up, you know, because what they do, you do, technically. If you're in financial covenant with them, and you're praying for them, you know? Your blessings are their blessings. You're one, you're partnered, amen? But that's just a little backstory about me, and here we are. <laughs> yada, 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 here am I. <laughs> amen, the Lord wanted me to do that. Praise Jesus. So I didn't just come from nowhere, amen? I was trained in church and trained in the faith. And then I uh, asked Pastor Art Aragon with Heritage Family Fellowship, the first word of faith church in Orange County that I'm aware of. And uh, I asked him to ordain us, and it took two years to finalize that. He was looking at me, and I was looking at him. It was a dance, like he says. And he said, yeah, I'll ordain you, so we're ordained under him. And so I've always been submitted. If you're not submitted, I don't know who you are. You know, that this Bible works through submission. You know, it works. There's principles here. There's levels here. You got you know, if you submitted to Jesus, you received the Father. Amen forever. And Paul talks all about submission. He wasn't married, but he goes into that pretty good there. Amen forever. Say submission. I'm willing to submit under you, Lord. Amen. The more you're submitted under him, you're over, Lord. The more blessed you'll be in life. Go here, do this, give that, pray for them. Smile at this person long enough until the joy of the Lord hits them, and then you can leave Trader Joe's. Don't <laughs> leave until it hits them. <laughs> Amen. I'm in Trader Joe's at least five days a week. Sometimes twice a day. I always encourage them. It's like I manage everyone now because I've been <laughs> here so long. And you, you, I don't tell them what to do. That, you know, Bosses don't just tell people what to do. You have to encourage all the good things that they do do and you highlight the best in someone and you focus on that and then they rise to the top amen i always say you're doing a great job these stocks these shelves are beautiful i do not want to take a canned artichoke out of it you know it's just so perfect and immaculate i don't want to ruin your your art amen i worked at a grocery store i know you're there at 4 a.m stocking the shelves and then the first comer in, first customer in is Shuffy. He's always here at the same time. Takes away your lettuce from the display. <laughs> Locks it up. And then the wave of people come in. Surely goodness, mercy follow you everywhere you go. Look behind you because your blessing's following you. Amen. Forever. Praise God. But the Lord wanted me to talk on the tithe today because I didn't really get into it last week, which is usually our tithe day, the first service of the month when Pastor Art was here. Did you all appreciate and enjoy Pastor Art? Yes. If you like to stand up and just move a little bit and uh, keep the blood flowing so you don't freeze, feel free, amen. It's good to move. Praise God forever. Father, we thank you for warmer weather that we endured through winter here. We're still believing for our building, amen. amen. But we thank you for what we have, and we praise out the sun, we call out the sun and warm weather in Jesus' name. Now you just say spring has sprung today, now, in Jesus' name. Amen forever. Praise God. You know, and I used to say, you know, if people can sit in the freezing weather at a Green Bay Packers game or a Steelers game for four hours and freeze their butts off, you know, people can come to church, but they do have alcohol. So I can't really say that because there is a substance there that I keep them warm. But hey, guess what? We have the comforter. Amen. The comforter's in the house. Amen. The Holy Spirit is here. And if you need a blanket, we have fresh slams, wool, sheep's wool that we sheared down by the barn earlier. Feel free to grab a blanket as well. Things you can do in a manger. Amen. That's the title of this message. (laughs) No, they weren't poor. They were Jewish. They just ended up in a manger because there was no room for them at the end. They had plenty money. Say plenty money. Say, I have plenty money to do whatever the Lord wants me to do with it. Amen forever. This is where the tithe should be taught from. This is Deuteronomy 26. It's imperative that you know this if you're a tither, because these are your tithing rights and how you should tithe. Say it with me, tithing the, tithing the tithe. I know how to tithe the tithe. The tithe is 10% in Hebrew, literally the 10th tithe means. And Deuteronomy 26, And it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, didn't ask you to pay for it, asked you to believe him for it, As an inheritance, say I'm a joint heir with Christ and an heir of God. As your inheritance, say that again, I'm an heir. heir. I serve a king. What he has belongs to me me in Jesus' name. And you possess it, that means you take it, and dwell in it and live in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring. This is the tithe, the first 10%. Which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you. Say, giving me giving me. Say, I'm a, good receiver. I'm a good receiver. And put in a basket and go to the place. This is key. right number one right here on tithing. These are the fundamentals of the tithe, of tithing. And put in a basket and go to the place where the Lord God chooses to make his name abide there. Inquire of the Lord where you're supposed to go to church and where you're supposed to tithe. If you're supposed to be under a pastor in Tennessee, get your butt to Tennessee and sit under that pastor the Lord's called you to. Your blessing is where your church is, amen? That's where your harvest field is. Most of the employees we've hired for the business came from Foothill Family Church because that's where our harvest field was, amen? Right. Right. We've employed many people there. Our harvest was there, amen? So you have to go to church where God sends you to go to church. Amen, forever. And then if that pastor is called to you, you're called to him. So if he can't leave, you can't leave. Amen, <laughs> forever. If I can't leave, you can't leave. There's no walls on these in this auditorium. <laughs> They're free. <laughs> Praise God forever. But if I'm called to you and you're called to me, we function as a team, amen? Amen forever. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Where the Lord God chooses to place his name there, make sure you're at the right spot. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, well, guess who's our high priest according to Hebrews 6, 9? Jesus. Jesus Christ is our... Lord, merciful Lord, and high priest. I'm saying this to God. I'm saying this to Jesus. Amen? You're not saying this to me. You say this. So tithing is done before you get to church. It's one-on-one with God. Your tithe should be producing for you. If it's not, something's wrong. I talked to a friend. If you're not receiving from your giving, it's usually three things. Either you're not giving... (laughs) Because there's no such thing as a harvest without a seed. Just look around. The soil's bad. You're planting it into corrupt, bad ground that's not producing your crop. And three, you're not harvesting. It's one of those three things usually. Because the sower, the farmer, is always called to harvest as well. He doesn't just go plant seed and then not reap the harvest. So if you're speaking against prosperity, you're speaking against what you want, it's not gonna come to you. You have to use your mouth to call in your harvest. You sow your seed. I sow financial seed into a ministry my church. I tithe. I know it's good fertile soil and ground because it produces for me. I test the soil, right? I test it. If I sow into new ministers, I test them first. I don't just go give a thousand dollars to someone. I test them first with a hundred. And if that soil produces for me, I know they're good ground. And I'm going to keep sewing on, them. And keep sewing into them. I love what Creflo Dollar told Jerry Savelle one time when he's building building his church out in Georgia, Atlanta. Um, They came up against the wall. They were paying cash for their building, building that auditorium. And it just kind of shut down. Hit a storm, hit a wall. And the Lord instructed Creflo Dollar to sew $100,000 into Jerry Savelle's ministry. And so he did. And immediately, I believe it was the next week, things just started flowing again and the blessings started flowing. He was obedient to sow that seed and then millions came in from that one seed. So he called Jerry on the phone and he said, Hey, (laughs) you're good ground, you're good soil. I'm going to milk you, brother. (laughs) And Jerry said, have all you want. (laughs) Amen. But it matters where you sow into. You have to sow into fertile ground that produces your harvest. And then number three, like a good farmer, you have to harvest your harvest. You have to call it in. And I say, money, you come to me right now. I'm a sower of seed. You can't separate giving from receiving in the Bible. These are just laws of prosperity that every Christian should be aware of and exercise. Amen? Why isn't my giving working? Well, these are right. you got to exercise your rights because the devil is trying to steal your rights and privileges. Amen? And I call in my harvest. I say, harvest, you come to me right now clients you come. I have a flourishing business, a flourishing ministry. We're increasing more and more. The windows of heaven are open to me. I'm a tither. I claim my tither's rights. And here it comes. When you exercise your authority over the devil, go figure. Tell him to get their, get his hand off your stuff. Off your money. What's due you? Because you're due a harvest if you've sown seed. Again, farmers don't just sow for fun. And I don't just drop money into a bucket. No, I tithe before I get to church and I release my faith all that's in me, especially if there's a need pressing, that I need something quick, I release my faith in it and say, I'm naming my seed, I told my kids in the back on their offering envelopes. She said, they're all of them, it. it said $5 on the offering envelope. She already filled it in before offering time. And and I said, what are you believing for? Your, your seed's not labeled. What is this seed for? See, there's many people who just give, but they're not naming their seed. Why, why are you giving? What are you believing for personally? What is this seed going to grow for you? Command it. Be a commander of your money, amen? A commander of wealth. And so she said, I, I said, what's this $5 for? And she said, oh, there's no money in there. <laughs> and I said, okay, what's in there? She said, flowers. And I said, well, you know, you reap what you sow. So if you sow flowers, you're going to get flowers. I said write what kind of flowers you'd like and that's her offering today guess what she's going to get flowers back that's just law it's spiritual law that worked everything you see growing now including your life amen what you've sown, what you've said, what you've spoken what you've given what you have is an outcome of that amen forever so always name your seed and be sure to call in your harvest Because you're due a harvest, amen. Praise God forever. In a basket where the Lord chooses to place his name there in verse 3, And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, Jesus, I declare today to the Lord your God, Father God, that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to my fathers, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. You're in that lineage, amen. Christ grafted you in. You're more Jew than Gentile now, amen. He grafted you in. He's the vine, you're the branch, Amen. You're in the lineage of Abraham. That's the good news. That's the gospel. Galatians 3.13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made the curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every man who hangeth on a tree, so that the blessing of your father Abraham may come on you, a Gentile, now more Jew than Gentile. Amen. You were grafted in. So this is your covenant. This is your inheritance. Abraham was your father. Amen. You're in the lineage now. You're grafted in. So land belongs to you. You're in covenant right. No matter who your daddy is, who your mommy is, what you got inherited, or what's ever been passed down to you, that don't matter. Go trace it back. Father Abraham is your father, the father of faith. Amen? The father of us all. And the Bible says in Genesis 13:2, he was extremely wealthy, very rich in cattle, silver, and in gold. This is your lineage. Amen? You were grafted in here. So land belongs to you. Every covenant God cut with man, he gave him land. Everyone read it. Land is part of your covenant. So you should be believing for land and expecting land like I am. I'm expecting more land. This year, the righteous shall possess, take it, the land. When the wicked are cut off, you'll see it. Psalm 37. This is the year. The righteous shall possess the land. 2023, amen? saying, I'm believing for land because it's a part of my covenant. covenant. I am going to let Bill Gates have it. Or anyone who's buying up farmland and taking over God's profession of seed time and harvest. Sowing and reaping. Jesus referred the entire kingdom to that one parable. If you'll understand this, he told his disciples, you'll understand how everything works. The sower sows the word. It's seed time and harvest what you do with your life is a seed just like Jesus the ultimate seed shed his own blood into the into the earth for you and me. Amen. What you do with your life matters. You're a seed. Amen. We're seed. The word is seed. Jesus was a seed. So who are we laying down our lives for? That's what matters. We got to sow ourselves. Amen. And say to Jesus that I've come into the land which you've promised me. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand, where the hands and body of Christ, and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God, like every offering. I go home, I lay it on the bed, and then I lay hands on it and pray over it every weekend. You know Jesus watched the widow's mite, so I'm not I'm not too concerned about knowing who gives what because Jesus watched the offering, and I'm following Jesus. Amen. And so I lay hands. I want to know who gives. I want to see their seed so I can pray over them and come into covenant agreement with me and that the Lord will show me any mishap or area that they may be often or not doing and then I can infiltrate and cover that for them. Amen? As their pastor. And I lay hands over it and I say, Father, thank you for their harvest. This is precious seed. I pray over it in Jesus' name and I thank you for a 30, 60, 100 fold return. Amen. And then I pray in tongues and in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You should be receiving. Amen. You're not only a tither and a giver, but this ministry is a tithing and giving ministry. Ten percent out. It's a twice sown seed. Goes back out into world evangelism. Amen. We gave a twelve hundred dollars just to Campus Crusade for Christ. Just one person, one young man in Bangladesh. Jewel mondo hundred each month from the ministry. That's just twelve hundred right there. 1,200 to uh, God's Desire Ministries in Uganda, orphanage there, that's 1,200. We give 1,000 every every year to Jackie Mize Orphan Foundation, and that's part of the tithe. The church should be always giving to orphans, widows, and the fatherless. Amen forever. These are just where tithe goes. So you have twice-sown seeds that you should be believing in, too. Not only are you sowing, but we're sowing, too, 10% off the top. <laughs> so say, I'm doubly blessed. And we only sow into good ground. I test it. I don't just throw money around. Amen. No farmer just throws seed. He systematically sows. And that's what we do. Amen. Praise God forever. The priest shall take the basket and set it down before the Lord your God at the altar. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God. These are words he's giving you to say in tithing your time. My father Abraham was a Syrian about to perish. And he went down to Egypt and dwelt there few in number. And there he became a nation, great, mighty, and populous. But the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Then we cried out to the Lord God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our heard our voice and our fathers. Notice, He hears the whole generations. He hears them. You're encompassed about with a great cloud of witnesses right now, who's speaking life over you from heaven. And the Lord heard our voice, our voice, and looked on our affliction and hard labor and our oppression the tithe will bring you out from hard labor, bondage, and oppression. If you feel like you're toiling just to make a living and survive, tithing will bring you out from under that curse. Amen. It'll tie you into the blessing. Praise God. Can I get an amen? Amen. But the Egyptians mistreated us and afflicted us with hard bondage and oppression. Verse 8. So the Lord brought us out. You're tithing to the Lord, right? So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and with an outstretched arm with terror and with great signs and wonders. you expecting a miracle today. You know, many people are believing for finances, especially in this economy right now. Are you expecting your miracle? Because he always brought him out with outstretched arms, yes. with signs and mighty wonders, miracles, breakthroughs and suddenness. Amen forever. He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing. I want land right here I've been, we've been believing for at least five years for land just down the street it's on rangewood if you want to drive right by it and just go you know spray paint knock on the door throw <laughs> water balloons whatever you want to do so the owners leave and we possess the land <laughs> edit that please from the general public <laughs> you know I, I boosted what when you were leading worship you three right here country bears <laughs> We had a banjo, we had a ukulele, we had three string instruments, come on, it was wonderful. But I got so many good replies from the worship on Facebook, from people all over, because I boosted it. You got a thousand views, that service. And there were many people who said, oh, they nailed it. Perfect harmony, right on time. Wonderful worship. I'm like, amen, praise God. Didn't have anything to say about what I had to say, but (laughs) I'm fine with that. Hey, if you give the credit, we all, we're in this together. <laughs> forever. means they probably only listened the first 20 minutes. So, Hopefully, that's not you listening to our service during the week. 20 minutes, all right, get rid of this guy. The worship is great. <laughs> I wanted to wear a white dress shirt today. I found out I didn't have one that fit. <laughs> so I'm in black here. No, I'm not going to preach a funeral after this, but a belief for a white dress shirt for me as well. It's a little lighter. It's a little more spring. This just says death to me. Feature oh, yeah. of Hollywood. I like yours better. Hollywood. Slimming, right? <laughs> you sew clothes, you get clothes. Amen. You sow flowers, you get flowers. You throw money, you get money. Amen. It's just the way it is. It's just the way of life. <laughs> he has brought us to this place and has given us. Say given. Given. Given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's a good area when there's cows, goats, sheep, and bees. That's Israel. And, you know, this land, really, right here where we're at right now, uh, coins Jerusalem and Israel very well because they're on the same latitude line. And the weather here is just like Israel. And the valleys and the hills are just like Israel. It's amazing how similar right here in Orange County is to Israel and Jerusalem. It's amazing. But um, where there's bees... Cows, goats, sheep—that's a good land, and I've seen him here. Amen. And the cattle on a thousand hills are the Lord's. It all belongs to Him. Say this year, this year. I, am my land. I am possessing my promised land, and that can be different things to different Amen. people. What you're believing for? If you're not believing for anything, you gotta get a dream quick. <laughs> because the just shall live by faith you should always be believing for something we live by faith he has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey and now behold I have brought the first fruits of the land or the tithe, the first 10% which the Lord, O Lord you have given me honoring God with it the tithe recognizes that it came from God you can do whatever you want with the 90, God says but just honor me with the 10 and I'll increase you it just honors God. Amen. Which the Lord has given me. So I get paid. I get a paycheck. 10% comes off the top. I tithe it to my local church, my storehouse where the Lord has sent me and place my name there. And God gets all the credit because I'm honoring him knowing that this came from you. Everything I have came from you. It's not of me. Yeah, I work hard. We work really hard. But it's not from me. I mean, normally it would take 10 people to do what me, Clarissa, Karen, Dad, you know, who's helped us with the business. It would take like probably 20 people. And we get it done because we got the Holy Ghost in us. Amen. We can outwork any man. You know, just ask Joshua. <laughs> they rebuilt the wall, you know, quickly. Quickly. Pastor Ronnie Howard Brown in Tampa, Florida. Built that building in five months, debt-free, paid cash. That's miraculous. Yeah. Just go look it up online, his church in Tampa, the river. Remember, he was the one they arrested for preaching during COVID. He's got his mugshot. shot. <laughs> now he's got one of the biggest churches in the country. <laughs> what the enemy meant for good for evil. Yeah. He turns yeah. around for good. Amen. Yeah. Made him famous. Praise we know Jesse DePlante's got his new aircraft. He's, he just sews planes, gives them away, and then believes for new ones, and they come in. He's done that at least five times now, four or five times. But he was on the front page of the papers in Kazakhstan. <laughs> Jesse Deplanis has a new aircraft. Now he's got four planes, which he never had. He's only had one plane at a time, but he's had four planes total because he's given the other three away to other ministries. That's a good seed, right? A couple million bucks there. Each the plane you give away. But you start with where you're at. But. That worked for good. He said his partnership went up because of they, they published falsely in all the papers. ABC, CBS, they were all on him for that. You have four planes. No. Well, i got to file a missing plane report because I only got one. Three are missing. <laughs> it's only had one at a time. Amen? But again, the Lord turned that around for good. And we have more money going into the gospel to preach the gospel with. Amen forever. Praise Jesus. Now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship. Worship with your money because it came from heaven. Worship with your body because he gave you and created your body. Worship with your mind, it's his. Worship with your spirit, it's his. Worship with your family, it's his. Your business, your ministry, it's all his, amen? And we worship the Lord with what he's given us. Worship before the Lord your God. So you shall rejoice in every good thing. Things are good. Amen. It's not greed, it's growth. You're believing for more is not greed, it's growth. Amen. Just free yourself from that right now. Dream big. God's big. Amen. He's not limited. You shall set it before him and worship with it. You're tithe. So you shall rejoice in every good thing which the Lord your God has given to you and your house, and the Levite and the stranger who is among you. And when you have finished laying aside all the tithe, that's the full ten percent, you can't split your tithe according to the word, because tithe literally means tenth. Amen forever. When you have finished laying aside all the tithe of your increase in the third year, the year of tithing, and have given them to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, so that they may eat within your gates and be filled, that's why we give to widows and the orphans and the fatherless. Amen? It's scripture. But here there's even a separate year. That every third year they give to the poor. That's what it means here. You give to the poor, you lay aside for three years, and then you give to the poor every three years. Amen. A third year of tithing in addition. That they may eat within your gates and be filled. Then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the holy tithe. To say the tithe, is holy. the tithe is holy. It's holy to God. Amen. That's why I don't touch it. I don't eat it. I don't consume it. It's God's money. It's not mine. It don't belong to me. If I took it, I'd be a thief. And I do not want to rob God. How about you? You're going to get it in heaven if you're robbing God. He'll correct you on earth as much as he can. But Wait till you get face to face. What were you thinking? <laughs> go live in a van down by the river. We have no need for you in the city here. You didn't support it, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, it's so gorgeous here. The streets are made of gold. If you don't like it, go to hell. <laughs> I said that last week, he won't tell you that, but me and Peter at the gate, may. <laughs> if you have a problem with prosperity, just wait till you get to heaven. The streets are made of gold, amen? Say <laughs> I'm rich. You know, God's taken us to another level this year. We've got to get our thinking in line with his. Amen. You're not on a fixed income. Unfix that in your mind first. As a man thinketh, so is he. You have to fix those thoughts. Do you save Tupperware? (laughs) From restaurants? Or when you buy groceries, do you save the plastic Tupperware and keep them for 15 years? (laughs) Or do you save ketchup packets from restaurants? What about the little soaps from hotels? Do you steal those and keep them in your bathroom? <laughs> what about toothpaste? Do you suck out the last of the toothpaste shh, like it's the last bottle on earth? These are just little foxes <laughs> that may spoil the vine from your prosperity. You're rich, God's rich, amen? You're more Jew than Gentile. Have you ever met a poor Jew? I got news. <laughs> There's more toothpaste. (laughs) If you want Tupperware, buy some glass ones that'll last you 15 years. Amen? And then don't get offended when you don't get back your plastic one from 15 years ago. (sighs) Moving on, it's just a pet peeve. I love you guys. (laughs) I do it too, you know, we have plastic Tupperware, but glass is just so much nicer. Say, I receive every day of my life new blessings from heaven. I can't exhaust God's resources. Therefore, I believe as big as I possibly can in Jesus' name. Say, the government's not my source. Man is not my source. God is my source. I'm a tither. I'm in financial covenant with him. Amen forever. You'll set it before him and worship him with your time and all your house and your Levite and tithe in the third year to the homeless which we do consistently and to the widow and the orphan I have removed my holy tithe from my house and also have given them to the Levite the stranger the fatherless and the widow according to your commandments which you have commanded me See me I have not transgressed your commandments nor have I forgotten them get this this is point number 2 verse 14 right number 2 there I have not eaten any of your money your tithe the 10% I've not eaten it for my own consumption when in mourning. Have you ever met any emotional eaters? Have any of you eaten more chocolate when you're in distress? (laughs) I like dark chocolate. And I just write it off as, hey, this is healthy for me. (laughs) I look up all the reports on how healthy coffee and dark chocolate is, and then I bring myself to the place where I can freely receive. It's good for the brain. Caffeine's good for the brain, Dick. Yeah? <laughs> Coffee's a stimulant. Hey, it, makes, it helps me think better, amen? <laughs> I'm not going to OD on it, but hey. <laughs> I like dark chocolate and coffee. <laughs> but you, but I don't use my tithe to buy it. When I'm emotionally, uh, where's God? Where's my, what? everything's nuts. What the heck? I don't let those words escape from my mouth, first of all. And then I don't spend my money on dark chocolate and coffee. The tithe, I spend my money on it. And God lets me eat it. Because <laughs> it has health benefits. <laughs> I have not transgressed your commandments. I have not eaten any of your money, the tithe, the 10%, went in mourning. When in mourning. It's still God's, no matter what you go through. It's still God's nor have i removed any of it for any unclean use you didn't go spend it on bar hopping (laughs) you didn't go spend it on 12 grape sodas at the tropicana in las vegas (laughs) for any unclean use i'm not going to touch on soda today just stop it (laughs) it's just sugar just sludge for any unclean use Nor have I given any of it for the dead. Point number three, right number three here. Never tithe to a dying church. Never tithe to a dead church where the Spirit's not allowed to move and where the Word of God's not being preached. You won't prosper there. Those those churches are closing their doors now. They didn't serve the people. Amen forever. Point number three, never tithe to a dead church. Where the spirit of life is not there, and where the word of life is not there. They'll just eat your tithe, you won't receive. It. Point number three, don't give any of it for the dead. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God. He'll speak on, he'll speak to you where to tithe. When I came back to the Lord at age 21 at Saddleback, got baptized again. The first thing the Lord had me do was tithe. And I talked to many ministers and Christians. It's the same thing for them. The first part of their faith walk was tithing. If God finds you faithful in tithing, there's no telling what you can do. It's consistency. It's tithing. Amen. It's the first 10%. It's His. And then I prospered. I worked at Big Train Coffee Corporation, selling Powdered (laughs) Coffee in Foothill Ranch. And I got promoted to sales because I tithed the saddleback first 300 bucks I tithe on my own it was a big one and then 3,000 bucks came in that month hundredfold amen forever and that's when he started tithing teaching me amen now our kids get it praise Jesus forever i have not eaten any of your money your tithe when in mourning removed any of it for an unclean use nor have given any of it for the dead I have obeyed the voice of the Lord my God and have done according to all that you've commanded me. Look down, this is what you should say, verse 15. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven where there's no lack of any kind. And bless, that word bless in Hebrew means empower to prosper. Empower to prosper, your people, Israel, and the land which you have given us, just as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey now turn to the italian prophet and we're wrapping up the book of malachi that's the last book in the old testament also known as malachi it would actually be malachi right in italian malachi yeah, yeah. people said mispronounce chi you know in italian but it's chi c-h-i is key in italian right not chi Yeah. Okay. <laughs> i know she knows <laughs> i know she knows i know because she knows <laughs> we were were driving to church and we stopped at the Shell gas station right here on La Paz Road. There's a Shell gas station right there. And there's a car wash there. And it's like cheap. It's like seven bucks. And we drive through. And on the other side, driving the car, is an Italian man named Michelangelo. Straight off the ship from Italy. And I say, I get out of the car wash because I'm used to going through there. And I say, Hola. And he's like, "Huh?" <laughs> he said, "I'm not Mexican. I'm Italian." <laughs> and he's like he just learned English, <laughs> straight off the ship. And I'm like, "That's a miracle!" I mean, the cell gas station, a full-blooded Italian who has a gold chain on, like watching my car off. <laughs> you don't see that every day. Invited him to church, and then she just took over, speaking fluent Italian to him <laughs> through the window, and me and the children are like mommy just went up in our book that is a superhuman power right there and I'm like what the kids are like wow and they were talking about it for months mommy's amazing what was my point I don't know expect something new every day yeah so it's really pronounced malachi if we were saying it in Italian not malachi I invited them to church praise God Come on, Lord, bring Michelangelo to church. That would be classic. <laughs> Here we go, part two on the tithe. So the first is Deuteronomy 26. Before that, Abraham paid tithes, our father in the faith. And then you can back it up with Hebrews, bringing in the New Testament, Jesus is our merciful Lord and high priest who we pay tithes to. That's new covenant. Okay. But Malachi, <laughs> chapter 3. Verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Can we back up to verse 6 and finish here? For I am the Lord, I do not change. Get that in your heart. Amen. He is the Lord, he does not change, he'll always honor your tithe. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob, if from the days of the fathers you have gone away from my oranges and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you. You initiate your relationship with God all the time. Says the Lord of hosts, heaven's armies. But you said to me, in what way shall we return? This is again how God brought me back into Christianity was through the time. First thing he had me do. In what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say in what way have we robbed you? In tithes, the 10%, and in offerings. You were cursed with a curse for you have robbed me. Therefore you're just still toiling just like the world does trying to just make it just surviving not thriving Barely getting by is not the blessing. I Said it's not the blessing. It's the curse So if you're not thriving you're still under the curse tithing will separate you from that amen financially speaking We live in an economic world here on earth. You need money. Amen. How many of you could use more money? Come on, just be honest you're an economic world. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He'll give you money, amen, to sow and to reap. In what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings? You're cursed with a curse for you've robbed me, even this whole nation. I don't even want to mention the national debt. But they're not tithing. If the United States Treasury tied to the church and connected church and state, we'd be the premium superpower in the world like never before. Because I don't know if the US Treasury has ever done that. Given to the church to support the church governmentally in the United States. I mean the US Treasury tithing to the church in America. If you see that happen, <laughs> watch out. There goes $34 trillion deficit. There goes the only nation not in debt. And don't worry, China's even more than that. Russia's more. Okay? <laughs> So that's just the global system. That's the curse, amen? Is being servant to the lender. That's why you see all these credit card outs right now. Borrow, 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 borrow. They want to enslave you. It's part of communism. It's part of the curse. It's the curse system. The Babylonian system. Is being servant to the lender, borrowing money. When your God says, I'll provide everything for you, just trust in me. If there's food shortages, they'll teach you how to build a greenhouse. Therefore, you can have fruits and vegetables year-round, no matter what the weather. He's got you taken care of. If you just listen to him and keep tithing, you'll always be prosperous. He doesn't change, it says. Neither should you. No matter what the economy does, we stay the same. Amen forever. So he says, even this whole nation, bring all the tithes. Say all. All the tithes. You can't split your tithe into the storehouse, your meat house, where you're getting fed who your pastor is, that there may be food in my house, my church. And try me now in this. The only verse in the Bible God invites you to try him in is in his 10%. He says, try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, heaven's armies. If I, say I, this is God himself, his strong right hand, will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, say such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it, meaning this church cannot keep it in, they'll have to give it, which we do. We are habitual sowers. We give a lot. (laughs) It's how we live. We live to give, and then you live from what you give. Amen. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it all. And this verse is promised to the tither. This verse you should write down and keep in your wallet and i will rebuke the devourer for your sake that's tithers rights the enemy you won't even have to talk to the devil god says here i'll speak to him directly on your behalf just because you honor me with your tithe and what belongs to me amen say it's god's money i'm a good steward lord find me faithful Amen. amen forever prove me here am i try me and you're, you're not really trying him. He's trying you, This is the fact of the matter. When you tithe, you you can try him and put him to the test, and he'll prove himself strong like he always does. But he's trying your heart to make sure you're a faithful Christian, you know, filled with faith, faithful, to do what you say, to obey. Amen forever. Isaiah 119, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the lamb. But you have to be willing, and then you have to be obedient. And I'll rebuke the devourer, the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. How we live. It's just how we live. How we stay prosperous in troubled times is through tithing. I'll never lack a day in my life. David said, I've never seen my seed begging bread. They'll never have to ask for anything for any man. You know, you're a giver. You're not just a taker. You're a producer, not a consumer. Tithing will change your mindset to receive heaven's riches on earth. And Jesus said, pray this with me. Father, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. There's no sickness up there. There's no lack up there. There's no curse up there. Just blessing. And that kingdom is now in you. Praise God forever. Did you get something from this message? It it is very crucial to know your tithers' rights. Because we have tithers in the house. We're tithers. But if you don't have your rights and privileges attached to it, Satan's going to rob you. Try to steal your blessings. Amen? But no. It is written I won't lack a day in my life and that ain't gonna look bad on me God that's gonna look bad on you I'm in financial covenant with you amen forever put it on God when Satan tries to put pressure on you put pressure on the blessing put pressure on your father hand it over to him don't take it you're in covenant amen no Tyler's rights my bank accounts will be full and prosperous. All the work of my hands will be prosperous. I'm never going to retire because I'm never going to get tired. Because the scriptures say, I shall run and never grow weary. Right. Walk and never grow faint. Right. I'll write a bestseller at age 80. Amen. Right. Age 70. Come on. Let's push it here. You got gifts in you to develop and still use for the kingdom of God. Amen. Say I'm a millionaire by covenant. Millionaire by you know, a million doesn't go this that far these days. I'm going to need 15 million just for my generation's generation to do what the word says. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children and the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. So a million is not that much anymore. we got to catch up. It, it doesn't go that far. I mean, just to get a church billion is probably going to be 4.5 million. Amen. And then just to repay for the parking lot, if it's cracked, that's 250 quarter million right there. So prices have gone up. So you just have to believe for more. Amen. I'm not worried. I'll pay more. I don't want to. I, I, I'm, I'm Jewish too. <laughs> God's the original Jew. But I cannot give God. Amen. I'll just believe for more. Amen. Just believe for more. Amen. Right, amen. Just believe for more. Amen. amen. Just close your eyes. Bow your head. Whatever you're believing for today, Jesus. receive it in Jesus' name. Release your faith today. If you tithed last week, release your faith in it right now. As you say, I'm a tither. I release my faith. The windows of heaven are open for me. And Father, you're pouring out blessings that there's not room enough to contain it in my house alone. Thank you for opening in the windows of heaven for me and rebuking that foul thief who tries to come to steal, kill, and destroy. Therefore, I pronounce that the thief is rebuked on your life in Jesus' name. You can't have him. You can't take him. I pray over every faithful steward and servant of the Lord most high that have sown into the kingdom and the gospel, serving ministers, serving men and women of God and ministries, that you extend their life in Jesus' name, that there's no such thing as a, a seed without a harvest. I pray a hundredfold return on every couple, on every man, every woman that have served God at any level of capacity. We're cashing in on that today, right now, in Jesus' precious name. I command the blessings to come in now in Jesus precious name we're breaking through in the Holy Ghost every seed comes with a harvest I bind the devil off of your harvest in Jesus name a hundredfold return financial if you've given money money is now coming in in Jesus precious name from unexpected sources streams rivers Believe it in. Blackbirds, ravens, crows brought Elijah food. God can use a squirrel to bring you a hundred bucks from your neighbor. (laughs) The wealth of the sinners laid up for you, the just. Expect it, amen. Expect God to bless your socks off this year in Jesus' name. New businesses, new creative ideas, and adventures awaken in Jesus' name. I thank you for extending life capacity extensions of life, where the devil said you're finished, God says you're free in Jesus' precious name. No new life in Jesus' name. I rebuke all tension or all oppression in Jesus' precious name from anyone who's been having it. And any mental fatigue, anything you've been going in circles about, worrying about, thinking about, that's an addiction called worry. And I break that habit right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you that we're a worry-free people, that we cast all of our cares on him, loved ones included, for he cares for us. Thank you, Father, for handling my situation. You are God of my life, and I honor you. With all I do, all I say, all I have, thank you for new doors of blessing and opportunity. As I'm a faithful tither, you've promised me rights and privileges that I will not turn back from until I have them. I come boldly into the throne room of heaven, through faith, through citizenship and sonship, through the blood of Jesus, and claim my inheritance this year. I claim my healing. I claim divine health. I claim divine wealth. Say, I'm a joint heir. I'm a joint heir. A joint heir. So let's pray in the Holy Ghost. In this service, out with a bang, with a fresh infilling of God's wisdom and power for the week ahead, that we can go save the lost. Change this world for God. Bring Christ to a dying nation. Revive it again. No matter who's president, God's still winning. No matter who's in charge, who's in office in places of leadership, God is on the throne. Amen. We bless you, Father, for this nation, land of the free, home of the brave. We thank you for Bibles back in schools. We thank you that abortion has been overturned. We thank you that vaccine mandates have been, been overturned. Max mandates have been overturned from the saints of God on earth. Thank you, Father, for the power that's in me, for the authority that's in me, for the commanding spirit that's in me, that I speak to a mountain, it must remove and bow down to the Lord Jesus Christ. For I am His citizenship. I am His citizen. I am in His kingdom. When I say a thing, it is established for me. God moves on my behalf. Say, I'll run. And never grow weary. I'll walk and never grow faint. I'll walk and never grow faint. I keep the word in my mouth all day. He satisfies me with good things, things. so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. And I'm going to have a good lunch today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Say, "I I eat good. I feel good. I live good. In Jesus' name. Amen forever. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning into the service. Thank you online. We bless you all over the world. Have a great Sunday. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I gotta turn that. Oh.